Welcome to today's program. My name is Rick Renner, and my friends, I've been waiting for you. We're going to have such a good time in the Word of God today, and I've asked Denise to be with us. Denise, welcome to the program. Thank you, Rick. Rick, I enjoyed yesterday so much about Noah, and now today... Abraham. Oh, Abraham. And I call him the mistake-making father of faith. And I get such encouragement when we study the life of Abraham because Abraham made so many mistakes, and yet he's called the father of faith. If Abraham can do it, we can do it. We can do it. We can do it. But I want you to order the whole series, which is called 10 Powerful Men. This is so good. It would be a great gift for any man in your life. It'd be a great gift for a son or a nephew or just anybody you know. But hey, it's not just for men. There is teaching in this series for anybody that wants to be a man or a woman of God. And in this series, we look at Noah, Abraham, Samuel, David, Daniel, Joseph, Peter, Paul, Timothy, and John. It is a real thorough study about these men, what they did, and why God used them. And you'll learn why God wants to use you. So please order yours today and be sure to order the study guide that goes with it. We put a lot of work into these study guides because we want you to be able to read all the information while you see it or while you hear it so you can really enforce God's word down deep inside you. And we're also offering you right now the book, which is called All the Men of the Bible. Recently, we offered the other book, All the Women of the Bible. This is the accompanying book to that. This is such a great book. And if you want to really dive into the Bible and learn about the men that God used, you need to order this book today. And right now we're offering at our website at a radical discount, our brand new autobiography, Unlikely. Denise, if anybody was unlikely, it was you and me. But God called us. He's in the business of choosing unlikely people. And the whole title of the book is, Unlikely, our faith-filled journey to the ends of the earth. And I like what the last line on the back of the cover says. If you're ready to read a true life story that will stir your faith to launch out and experience your own unlikely adventure, this is the book for you to read. It's not just a story. It is filled with teaching that will encourage you to launch out by faith. My friends, if you think you're unlikely, you're the very one that God is wanting to use. And remember that when you become a partner with our ministry, we immediately will send you Denise's book called The Gift of Forgiveness. And we'll send you my book called Life in the Combat Zone. We always send these two books to anybody who becomes a partner with our ministry. And if you need prayer, please give us a call or send us your email. And the moment we hear from you, we're going to agree with you in prayer. Jesus said in Matthew 18, 19, if two of you will agree as touching anything, I'll do it. If you'll let us know how to pray, we'll get into spiritual agreement with you and Jesus will move in your life. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. Well, today we're going to talk about Abraham, a man that God mightily used. I have my Bible. I hope you have your Bible because we always use the Bible in this program. And by the way, we're believing for a revival of the Bible in people's lives. But today we're going to talk to you about Abraham. 
But I want to begin with our anchor verse for this series, which is 2 Chronicles 16, verse 9. Listen to what it says. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth. I can nearly imagine it. God just looking all over the world. What is he looking for? It says, to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose hearts are perfect toward him. God wants to show himself strong to somebody. And God is looking for someone to whom he can show himself strong. Maybe it's you. God's eyes are looking everywhere, which means these candidates are not standing on every street. God has to really look for someone to whom he can show himself strong and through whom he can work, and it can be you. God is looking for you, my friend. He is. And God doesn't look for perfect individuals. He just looks for people whose hearts are right toward him. Today, we're going to be looking at the example of Abraham. Abraham made a lot of mistakes, but one thing was right. His heart was right with the Lord. God is not looking for perfect people. He's looking for people whose hearts are perfect toward him. And if that's you, then you're the candidate God is looking to use. But today, we're going to be looking at the example of Abraham, and we're going to begin in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8, which is God's hall of faith. And when you come to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8, the Bible says, By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should, after receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out not knowing whither he went. Well, Denise, let's talk a moment about Abraham, Abram and his wife, Sarai. They lived in Ur of the Chaldees. Ur of the Chaldees was a very sophisticated, luxurious city at that time. This was not just a low-level city. This was a place filled with luxury. A lot of rich people lived in Ur of the Chaldees. And even before Abram was touched by God, he was a very wealthy man. They lived in the lap of luxury. I'm sure they lived in a fabulous house. And the verse here says, by faith he was called, which means when he was called, it took faith for him to embrace the call. He could have walked away from it. He could have said, oh, I'm not accepting that. But by faith, he was called. You have to accept your call by faith. And when God's call comes to you, it redefines your life. And in fact, the word called that is used here is a form of the Greek word kaleo. It doesn't just mean to be called, but to be called to something. It gives you a new purpose. It gives you a new direction. Suddenly, Abram's life was radically, completely changed. And you're going to find out also in just a few moments that when God appeared to Abram, in his first encounter with the glory of God, God preached the gospel to Abram, and Abram was the first man to hear the full gospel of Jesus Christ. This was an amazing event. It was the call of God coming to him, and he had to decide. It was not his imagination. He had to decide this is not a hallucination. I've really received a call from God, and by the way, it was a God that he didn't know. He was from Ur of the Chaldees. He was a pagan. In Ur of the Chaldees, they worshiped the moon. He was a moon worshiper. And suddenly, one day, he was confronted by the glory of God. The call came to him, and Abram, by faith, had to accept it. You know, when God called my family to the Soviet Union, I'm the only one in the family who heard God speak. Denise didn't hear God speak. She got into agreement with it, but I'm the one that heard God speak. 
and I had to make a decision by faith to receive the call. You have to accept the assignment that God is giving to you. And when you look at this verse, it says, By faith Abram, when he was called to go out into a place. Sometimes the call of God demands that you leave where you are and go to somewhere new. It may not be physically relocating. It may be spiritually relocating to a different church, making some kind of a spiritual change in your life. The call of God will change your life. And he was called first to go out. And then it says to a place. And guess what, Denise? The word place in Greek is the word topos. It describes a real geographical location. It's where we get the phrase for a topographical map, the Greek word topos. So when God called Abram, he said, Abram, there's a real geographical location I want to give to you, and I'm calling you to go there, to take it. Wow. In fact, in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8, it says, By faith Abraham, when he was called to go out, he had to leave where he was into a place to pursue the call of God, which he should receive, which he should receive. Now, hold on. Receiving sounds real easy, like you just open your arms and receive something. But the Greek word that is used here is the Greek word lambano. And listen to this. The word lambano means to receive into one's possession. Uh-oh, hold on. To take into one's own control and ownership. Taking hold of something, grasping onto something, embracing it so tightly that it becomes your very own. And this word lambano describes a giving and a receiving. God was ready to give something to Abram, but Abraham had to use his faith to take it. He had to take ownership of it. And likewise, when God calls you, and you become aware of a new assignment. It's not just God giving. Yes, God will give, but God's looking for somebody who will receive. That's what we saw in 2 Chronicles 16, verse 9. He's looking for someone to whom he can show himself strong. He's looking for somebody that will partner with him. God is giving, but you've got to become an active taker. You've got to take ownership of what God is wanting to give to you. And in fact... Verse 8 goes on to say, By faith Abram, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, did what, Denise? Obeyed. Obeyed. Hmm, there's that word. The word obeyed. The Greek word hupakuo. It is a compound of two words. The word hupo means to be under something. For example, if I crawl under this table, you could say I'm hoopo the table. It literally means to be positionally underneath something. The second part of the word akuo, it's where we get the word acoustics. It means I hear. When you compound the two words together, the word obey or the word obedience means, number one, hoopo, you are under someone else. And in that subservient position, Akuo, your ears are open to receive instructions, which means you cannot be in obedience, number one, unless you are under the authority of God. That's number one. Number two, you will never be obedient unless your ears are open to listen. It requires a subservient attitude and ears that are open to hear what God has to say. That is very fundamental to the whole concept of obedience. I'm going to read to you directly from my notes. This word hupakuo is a compound of hupo and akuo, the word hupo means to be under. The word akua means I hear, but when compounded, 
It pictures one in a subservient position who hears and obeys what is being said to him by a superior. It is the idea of being under authority, listening, and carrying out instructions. Which means when God spoke to Abram, he made a decision to align himself under the authority of God. You have to do that. By the way, if you're a Christian, you've already done that. Because when you got saved, you said, Jesus is Lord. Those are not just words. That word Lord means he's the absolute master of your life. And now for the rest of your life, you are to live in a subservient position under him. He is the master. And your task is to keep your ears open so you can hear what he is saying. You know, Denise, it's interesting that in the Gospels, six times Jesus said, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Six times he said that. Then when you read Revelation chapter 2 and chapter 3, he said it seven times to the seven churches. He who has an ear, let him hear. It implies everybody doesn't have an ear. And in Revelation chapter 2 and chapter 3, he's speaking to the churches. He's speaking to Christians, which means there's a lot of Christians who don't have an ear to hear. But for you to obey, you have to hear what's being communicated. Abraham Hoople aligned himself under the authority of the God that had revealed himself to him. He opened his ears to hear what God had to say, and his intention was to listen to God, submit to his authority, and carry out his instructions. And God knew this is a man to whom I can really show myself strong. And when you come to Genesis chapter 12 and verse 1, we find what he heard God say. God said, Now the Lord said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. Or God gave him four simple commands. But these four simple commands would require his total obedience. Number one, he was to leave his country. His country was the only country he had ever known. And Denise, you and I can relate to this because God told us to leave our country and we obeyed. It is quite a step of faith to leave your country. He had to leave what was secure, he had to leave what was familiar. He had to talk his wife into following with him. Secondly, he was told to leave his family. That must have been very difficult to do. And really, when you study the story, he didn't do that one entirely correctly. He made mistakes. Number three, he was told to leave his father's house. We know that he had a hard time with that one because he took his father with him, which was a mistake that he finally corrected. And finally, he was told to go to the land God would show him. Those seem like four very simple commands. But those four simple commands would totally change his life and require radical obedience. And if Abraham would obey, if he would do what God told him to do, God made this promise in Genesis 12, verses 2 through 4. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee and make thy name great. Look, God is looking for somebody to whom he can show himself strong. And thou shalt be a blessing, and I will bless them that bless thee, and curse them that curse thee, and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. So Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken unto him. But I have to say, the only thing Abraham really did right was depart. He took Lot with him. He took his daddy with him. It's just like when God speaks to us, and God tells us to do something radical. Sometimes we can't 
totally totally embrace what God has told us to, so we kind of rationalize it and we add our own interpretation to it. I'm sure that Abram must have said to Sarah, well, you know, God told us to leave and to leave our family and leave our father's house, but my daddy's old and Lot, well, he's like our adopted son. God couldn't really mean that, so he must mean for us just to leave what's been familiar. And they took Lot and they took Abram's father. It delayed the whole plan of God. That's why I call him the mistake-making father of faith. But eventually, they got into a place of understanding, and they obeyed. But when you read what Stephen said in Acts chapter 7, verse 2 and 3, we find that when God revealed himself to Abram, God preached the gospel to him. Listen to what it says. Acts chapter 7, verse 2 and 3. And he said, Men and brethren and fathers, hearken, the God of glory appeared unto our father Abram. The God of glory means that one day Abram looked up and he found himself surrounded by some kind of a glory, didn't know how he stepped into it, couldn't seem to find his way out of it. He was literally enveloped in glory, and God began to call him. And then when we read Paul's words in Galatians chapter 3, verse 8, Paul says, And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith, listen to this, preached the gospel unto Abraham. God preached the gospel to Abraham. It's amazing what you might hear if you'll open your ears. But hey, he had to open his ears to hear. And when he opened his ears, God began to give him a new purpose. God began to give him a new destiny. He heard the gospel of Jesus Christ because he opened his ears. That's amazing to me. And verse 8 in Hebrews chapter 11 goes on to say, By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed and went out. He obeyed, went out, not knowing whither he went. He didn't even know where he was going. God just says, somewhere out there, there's a land that I'm going to give to you. Abraham did not know where it was. And in fact, the Greek says, may epistaminos. The word may is a canceller. It's negative. The word epistaminos means to know something like a professional. But when you put these two words together, it's not one who knows something like a professional, but rather it is one that is unprofessional. He has no knowledge. He's unacquainted. He's unknowledgeable. He's unskilled. He's unprofessional in where he's going and what he's doing. He didn't have a clue where he was headed. He was simply following the voice. He was following the voice. And my friend, I want to tell you that sometimes when God calls you to do something, the only step you know that you're supposed to take is the one that is in front of you. And the next one won't be revealed until you take the one that is in front of you. But with every step, we are in step with the Lord and he's leading us step by step by step. And in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 9, it says, By faith he sojourned in the land of promise. Denise, the word sojourned means to live outside the house or figuratively to live on the street. He lived by faith on the street. They had a house they could have gone back to in Ur of the Chaldees, but he stayed in a place of faith. He wasn't going to go back home. He wasn't going to shrink from the call of God. By faith, he lived on the streets with his family. They sojourned like nomads. And in fact, it goes on to say, by faith, he sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country. The word strange describes something alien, foreign, strange, unfamiliar, unnatural, and even a bit weird, dwelling 
in tabernacles, the word dwelling is a compound of the word kata and the word oikos. The word kata means down. The word oikos is the word for a house. Compound the two words together, it forms the word kat oikeo. That's the word used here, dwelling. One who settles down into a pattern or one who settles into a house. He settled into the pattern of living in tabernacles, which is the word for tents. This wealthy, wealthy man with his wife who had lived in the lap of luxury are now following a God that they had never heard of before. They're listening to the voice that is leading them and directing them. They're dwelling on the street, settling down to live a life intense, the life of nomads. This is amazing. When we read Genesis 25, verse 7, it tells us that Abraham lived 175 years. Okay, are you ready for this? The first 75 years had been spent as wealthy pagans in the luxurious, sophisticated city of Ur of the Chaldees. The last 100 years, he and his wife lived in tents like nomads, traveling from place to place, wandering from here to there, looking for the topos, the place that God had told him about. And in fact, Hebrews 11 verse 10 says, He looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. But in spite of harsh conditions, in spite of enemies they had to deal with, in spite of famines they had to deal with, rather than run back home, Abraham had a heart that was right toward God. He made a lot of mistakes, Denise. But under all those mistakes was a heart that kept trying and kept trying and kept trying. And sometimes we make mistakes. Sometimes you make mistakes. But God sees beyond those mistakes. And if your heart is right toward him, then you're the one God wants to work with. And God wants to show himself strong to. That's why God stayed with Abraham. He had a heart that was right toward him. And God literally showed himself strong to Abraham. And Abraham became the father of faith, one of the most powerful men in the Old Testament. God wants to show himself strong to you too. We'll be back in just a moment, and we want to pray for you. Men are supposed to be powerful, but today men everywhere feel like they're under attack and even being attacked for simply being men. There's no doubt about it, the devil is after men. But when a man's heart is touched by God, he can embrace his calling as a man and his God-given roles in the family and in the nation. In this amazing series, 10 Powerful Men, Rick Renner will show you that even though there's no such thing as a perfect man, if any man will let God touch his life, he can become powerful. In this series, you'll learn about a man who didn't communicate right with his wife, a mistake maker who became the father of faith, an emotional man Jesus chose to be a leader, a murdering man that Jesus turned into an apostle, and so much more. This encouraging 10-part series will help any man embrace who God has made him to be, and it will help every man, teenager or boy, know that God has anointed him to be the best man he can be. Available in digital or physical formats, this series is available starting at just $20. And today, we're offering the 384-page book, 
All the Men of the Bible by Herbert Lockyer for just $19. This invaluable book describes the monumental feats of men named in the Bible and thousands of unnamed men who also carried out monumental achievements in their lifetimes. Don't miss this special offer, the 10-part series, 10 Powerful Men, and the book, All the Men of the Bible by Herbert Lockyer. Call the number on your screen or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now. I just had a call yesterday about this woman called and her dad encouraged her to call because she was going through such a hard time and he knew that the prayer team here would pray for her. And so I believe that we are gonna see growth more than we can express. The responses that we've been receiving from the programs and Pastor Rick's teaching have been um, just wonderful to have come across. We've had people that have been a follower of Pastor Rick for quite a while. They're exciting for the new teachings that are coming out in the program. They enjoy the depth that he teaches at. They en uh, enjoy the Greek that he uses to, to further expound upon what the scriptures have to say. We also have many people who have never seen the program before, never heard of Pastor Rick before. They, they come across the program and it's meeting a need that they have in their lives. They're very excited when they call in. This is a teaching type that they've not heard before, but it's registering with them and it's taking them deeper into their Bibles for themselves, which is one of the goals of the program, which is to have a revival of the Bible. My friend, this is Rick Renner. Our ministry is growing. We are just exploding with people reaching out to us for resources and for prayer. And today I'm asking you to please pray about becoming a part of the giving team to help us with our ministry expansion project. I want to say thank you for being with me and Denise today. We have enjoyed sitting here together, studying the Bible and being with you. And we really want you to order the brand new series, which is called 10 Powerful Men. Noah, Abraham, Samuel, David, Daniel, Joseph, Peter, Paul, Timothy, and John. It is so encouraging. My friends, God wants to show himself strong to you. That's why I want you to have this series, which comes with a wonderful study guide. And right now we're also offering you the book, which is called All the Men of the Bible. This is a book that you need as a resource in your home. You can go to it again and again and again. Anytime you're reading the Bible and you wonder, I wonder who that guy is, you can go to this book and find out. It will be such a blessing to you. And I want to remind you that right now we're offering you our brand new autobiography called Unlikely, Our Faith-Filled Journey to the Ends of the Earth at a radical discount at our ministry website. Please go there and order yours today. It would be such a terrific gift to give to anybody who's just launching out by faith in life. Wow, what a thrilling thing to give to them. It will encourage them that they can do it. They may feel unlikely, but they're the very one that God wants to use. But hey, thanks for being with us today. And please remember that if you need prayer, we're here for you. Just give us a call or send us an email, and the moment we hear from you, we're going to really begin to pray for you. But Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus right now. Denise and I together praying for our friend. 
We pray for the fullness of God to fill your heart and to fill your home and to fill your relationships. We thank you for this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Hey, thanks for being with us. Tomorrow when we come back, we're going to see the call of God that came to the prophet Samuel. It's going to be good. But until then, remember Ecclesiastes 8.4, where the word of a king is, there's power. Thank you for joining Rick Renner today. For more information about Rick Renner Ministries and product resources, visit renner.org and connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.